The 2023 National Signing Day, it's just 24 hours away, and we're not going to wait for the for the fax machine to 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 get rolling or the emails to start pouring in. We're going to look at the class of 23 for Boston College. Look at who is most likely to sign, who we might have to wait for, and all the ins and outs of what this day will entail for Jeff Halfley, why it's an important group for BC and this staff. All this more on today's Locked On BC. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome. This is Locked On Boston College. I'm your host, AJ Black. I'm the editor and publisher of 247 Sports. Being the editor of 247 Sports' BC page, Eagle Insider, gives me a great insight into recruiting. I'm, we were, we're the premier site for college football recruiting that covers Boston College. Let's just be, we'll be frank about that right here, okay? Wednesday is a huge day. If you're a follow, if you're a recruiting fan, because it's the start of the early national signing day period. It's a two, I believe it's a 48 hour period where recruits, they can sign on that dotted line and get in on the teams that they want to sign in on. And for Boston college right now, as I'm recording, this have 16 recruits scheduled to sign with the Eagles on Wednesday. They also have three transfers. Now, this is also the day that a lot of the transfers also officially signed. So you might go over to 247 right now and you'll look at, if you go into the tab and look at transfers, you'll say, why is there no one in there yet? Well, 247 has a little rule that unless they sign, you can't put them in as part of the roster yet. So we have to wait till Wednesday, but there's three transfers that are coming in. Now, folks like you, Maybe you don't know anything about uh, the recruiting process. You don't know any of the players. This is your crash course on the 2023 recruiting class for Boston College. You're going to learn about some of the players that I'm excited about, some of the areas I think I'm still concerned about for Boston College, maybe where they didn't address. And we'll look at some of the questionable things that could be happening on Wednesday, whether it's flips, decommitments, or anything in between. Any surprises, we'll talk about it here on Locked on BC. So let's look at the class. As again, they are 16 strong right now. Antonio Cotman, who was one of their highest ranked recruits, decommitted over the weekend to BC and has just flipped in the last 24 hours to Virginia Tech, which is not a surprise. Once he decommitted, that was his other finalist. It almost seemed... Um, uh, inevitable that he was going to end up in Blacksburg, but Boston college right now, if you look at the team, they are ranked overall 55. That's down from 51 last year. Am I concerned about that? A little bit. Is it a huge drop? No, but it's still, you know, you're looking at the group and you're saying, okay, why is this so much lower than last year? The first couple of things I notice is there is a lack of four-star recruits. Many folks were hoping that, you, you know, you're, when you're a Boston College uh, fan, you want at least like one or two four-stars. And BC has landed those 
under Jeff Halfley, whether, it, you know, depending on what service you use, they, they landed Joseph Griffin last year, two years ago, it was um, Drendel. You know, there's other players too that, that have hit that four star to CJ Burton, but there's no four stars this year. What's the deal with that? Is it NIL? Is it the coaching staff and the, and the lack of success for the team? Because BC never had a four star period on this, on this, um, on the commit list. It wasn't even like they got one and lost one. They just never had one. Um, I think it's a bit, a little concerning. You want to see that top end talent, right? And yeah, you, you, you trust the staff that they're going to evaluate some of these kids, but on the same end, you want to get that pop because as much as it, as much as it is that you want the guys that maybe you're under recruited, getting a four star can get some buzz going for you too. Recruits see that kind of stuff. They see, you know, the higher ranked players go to your program and go, oh, okay, if he's doing it, maybe I should do it too. So there's a little bit of a bummer there that BC didn't get any four stars. The closest they have, the highest they have right now is running back Dottrell Jones from Catholic Memorial in Massachusetts. Uh, he is a high, he's a three star. He's nationally 600. That tells you where BC BC's top ranked recruit is 600th in the country there, you know, 247 has their top 250. They're not even in, if you doubled that, they wouldn't even be in that. So that's a little bit, that's a little concerning for me, I think, Um, you know, but when you're, let's, let's look at positives here. Let's, we'll start by talking about what players I think are the most exciting players that the Eagles have landed. Uh, and I want to start first of all with a wide receiver, and he's on your he's on your screen right now. His name's Nate Johnson. He's from Florida. I don't like to throw away throw around the term Zay Flowers a lot, but he's got Zay Flowers speed. He's built like Zay Flowers. I think he's going to be a speedster uh, in terms of wide receivers. You you know I love speed. I, I think a lot of us that watch football that's like it's the thing that you like. Like you want some guys out there that are burners. This kid's going to be a burner. I think he is. Um, he's a two-way player right now in Florida, but you know he's been recruited as a wide receiver. I I think I wouldn't be surprised if he cracks the two deep pretty quickly. Let's leave it at that. Um, we don't know which players yet, and BC hasn't been able to. They haven't been able to tell me which players are coming in early, but you know he might be someone to watch. You know, if any of these guys come in early, that's usually a good sign that they're going to play early. So Nate Johnson's one I really like. Go to the defensive side of the ball, and we also have another player that I really like, and that's Eric's Dougherty. Eric's Dougherty was just named to uh, one of the Michigan papers did their dream team for Michigan recruits from the state. He was on that list. This kid blew up his senior year in terms of just play. He's a dominant defensive lineman. Uh, from brother, I think it's brother, was it brother Rice? I believe it's called. Um, I'm gonna mess that up, and someone from Michigan's gonna yell at me. Bro no, I got it right, brother Rice. Woohoo, go me. Um, he's not ranked nationally, he's a three star recruit. Uh, but he has that kind, of, he's gonna be a defensive tackle. You know, I think he's big enough to be a defensive tackle, 6'4, 285. Uh, but what talk about a guy that had a lot of big things happen for him his senior year. Love the way this kid plays. I think he's going to be a stud. I think you're going to really like Eric's Doggerty, and I think he's going to sign as well. Another name was the one, the safety that just committed just a couple days ago, Khalil Ali. 
I was very excited to see this kid come back from Pensacola in uh, New Jersey. He's funny because when I said there was no four stars, he was close to a four star and then saw his, and I, and I don't, I I'm not into the, I, I cover recruiting, but I'm not into the whole, how they rank and play place guys. He's fallen. And I don't know, get why he had a big senior season as well. BC right now, their safety position is a, is an area of flux for them. Right. Uh, J- Jaden Lars Woodbay, he is in the NFL draft. We're going to find out uh, today where um, Jason Matry is going to go. He's in the transfer portal. You brought in um, the kid. I don't have his name in front of me. The defensive back from LIU, Victor Nelson. Sorry, my goodness. My brain was just fuzzy there. Uh, Victor Nelson, who could probably will be safety, but you definitely have a need at this position. You know, you got guys that could jump in, but Khalil Ali is going to be important. He's going to be an important player for this team. Um, and again, he's a kid that had a huge senior season. So I'm really impressed with him. And I, I think he's a kid that was going to play beyond what his, his rankings are. And so those are the three big ones. I like, you know, in terms of quarterbacks, we can talk, we'll talk about that in just a moment, but before we get into the quarterback position, I want to tell you a little bit about our friends over at LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the place to go when you need to make a new hire. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager. You want to be a hundred percent certain that you have the access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. All you got to do, add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. With simple tools like screening questions, it makes it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Lockdown BCA, AJ Black here. We're talking about the uh, upcoming class. And before we get into some of the concerns I have with the class, I want to talk about one of their uh, about the quarterback. Cause obviously one of the big things everyone wants to talk about is the quarterback in each class. It's it's, it's usually the, the first domino to fall um, in terms of like who you get. I mean, quarterbacks are usually who they try to, you know, teams try to go for first. Uh, they'll get players here and there, but a lot of times they want to build their class around the quarterback. Now BC for this class, they went down to Texas and they found a under-recruited um, 6'4 mobile quarterback, more of a pro style, but can move, named Jacoby Robinson. We had him on the podcast. You can find it in our archives. Um, Michael, uh, John Garcia, who we've had on the podcast a few times, interviewed him during a uh, Elite 11 pre- uh, preliminary. Jacoby Robinson was on a terrible team in Texas. I, I believe they, I don't know if they won many games this year. Last time I checked, they had won any, but I don't think, I'm not sure where they were at. This kid's got a really good arm, really, really good arm. And I know scouts that I've talked to and John was a big one. John Garcia was a big one uh, who, who he, this, that's his job is to cover recruits, recruiting and analyze them. 
he had a lot of positives about Jacoby Robinson, but I'm not sure if he's a kid that'll be ready to play for a couple years. I'm just going to be honest, based off of some of the things I've seen and heard. Um, I think he might take a little time, but he's your quarterback. And, and, you know, he's not a guy that you're going to fall in love with based off of his offer list. He had a decent um, two, four, seven rating, but he he's got, I, I like this. I like this signing. I think he's a, a good one. And I think, you know, anytime you can go to Texas, I, you know, I'm a little partial to that. I'm not from Texas, but I think Texas, Texas players have a, are a different breed and Jacoby Robinson could fit that bill. So this is a good one for BC. Now let's go from the positives to my concerns. Where am I concerned in terms of um, where Boston college is at in terms of um recruiting because you know when you have a class of um that's 50 55th in the country you may feel good about some of the players which i as as i just said i feel good about a lot of them but i still i still am a little concerned there for instance uh, i think some people brought it up right now bc has two offensive linemen in this class they have michael crowns and ryan mccow that's good. You want those two guys, but you know, most recruiting classes, when you look at uh, any bigger school, it's usually three to four offensive linemen. Boston college had a terrible offensive line last year. And a lot of that was because they had no depth. And I, I worry about that. I worry that they need to add more depth and, you know, they've already added a transfer. So that kind of counts and you get Christian mahogany back. So that kind of counts, but you need to build developmental depth and BC struck out on a lot of their big names that they looked at. Like there was a couple kids that ended up at Stanford. There was a couple kids that ended up at, at other places. I'm not sure. And we'll talk about this in the third segment, if they have any other names in, in place, but two offensive linemen, just a year after your offensive line got pasted is not the most reassuring thing to me. I, I am not sure if um, BC really addressed a, a need that they have here. I, I think that's a big problem. Now, the other position that I also kind of have my eyes open at is running back. Now, BC, we talked about this uh, on some of our transfer episodes, is going hard after running backs on the transfer portal. They are not, um, they are not going very hard in terms of the players themselves and, and the recruiting trail, but transfers are going after. But th- their top rated player is Dottrell Jones. But based off of what I've heard, I'm not sure he's an every down back. And I really, I, I don't know. I know Jeff Halfley's going for a lot of scat backs, guys that are, you know, 5'10", 5'9", you know, more speed that can play in, in the backfield. But you need your thumpers. And I don't know how much longer. I think they're going to probably have Brad, Pat Garwo for one more year. But who else do you have on this roster that can get you hard one yards, two yards, or can grind out yards when you want to run down the clock. Alex Broom's not going to do that. I'm going to say that right now. He's more of a guy that, you know, he'll be able to get you some yards here and there, but you don't, when it's, when it's third and inches or you're at the goal line, uh, you know, you want those AJ Dillon size backs, the Andre Williams size backs, Willie green. And I don't see BC having any Dontrell Jones is not that guy. 
they need a bigger guy. And I know, I know they're probably trying to address it in the transfer portal, but until I see that come in, in this, this national signing day is not just recruiting it's transfer portal too. I just haven't seen anything yet. Um, that's an area of concern for me too, that I, I am concerned there. Um, finally, this is a weird one because it's Jeff Halfley's like bread and butter, but defensive back. I I think you have guys that, you know, could that are listed as potential defensive backs. Um, but it's all going to depend on where they play them. Right. Um, I I'm looking at like cornerbacks. You have Carter Davis, um, KP price. They're listed as safeties. It's going to be interesting to see how they adjust to corner. You know, they're big. I, I'm like, I'm excited that they're big, but you know, they're, they're a little bit of position change and that's okay. I guess, I guess, I guess, I guess I'm going to back off on the quarterback position, but really the other ones are what, where I was going at offensive line and running back are big positions of, of concern for me. Um, we'll leave it at that. Now in a moment, we're going to get into the big part, the part that you have all wanted to talk about, which is what's, what surprises are in store. Are there going to be anything that we're looking at and, 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 and missing I'm going to give you some, some tidbits in just a moment. Did you know that driving high is considered driving under the influence? That's right. Driving under the influence of marijuana is against the law in every state, even states where marijuana is legal. That means driving high could get you a DUI. And if you think law enforcement officers can't tell when you're driving high, you're wrong. Your friends can tell. Your coworkers can tell. Even your parents can tell. I can tell. Everyone can tell. So what makes you think that law enforcement officers don't know when you're driving high? Driving under the influence of marijuana can slow your response time and change how you perceive time and speed. So even if you think you're fine to drive when you're high, you're not. Because the bottom line is, if you feel different, you drive different. And you're driving high is driving under the influence. So remember, drive high, get a DUI. Paid for by NHTSA. All right, locked on BC. We got a comment in the comment section. I just want to get to it while we're here. Bruce says, although men basketball has been dis- dis- disappointed us dramatically, women basketball has impressed me because of all the transfers out. Yeah, I had no. I'm not going to get into women's basketball a lot here because I really don't follow them all that much, other than they just beat Georgia Tech, which is a big win. They lost like their entire roster. Taylor Soul and Clara Ford went off to Virginia Tech. Um, Cam Schwartz went to. Um, Georgia Tech, which they just beat. And there was a bunch of other players, and I don't I haven't paid attention to where they, but there was a mass exodus. The fact that they're I think they're nine and four is quite the job by Joanna McNamee. Um, she's done a really nice job with that program right now. So congratulations to the women's basketball team. Now, you know, one of the fun parts that you know, I talked to a lot of other writers who cover college football recruiting, and they have all these fun stories of you know, day of um, signing announcements and press conferences and, you know, they're doing the hat thing or, you know, whatever they, the fun stuff that they do to um, announce what school they're going to. Boston college recruits almost universally never do this. (laughs) It makes it kind of boring. You never get the, the announcement um, videos with the fun stuff on it. Uh, But, there's still surprises. BC has done some things in the past. I go back to Drew Kendall, who it, that was like a day before, a couple days before National Signing Day, that they flipped. Now we're heading into 
the day where flips happen, you know, surprises happen. Will Boston College have a surprise? I'm not sure. I got. I'm not. You know, if I was a betting man, I would. I would bet against it because I always bet against surprises happening on National Signing Day for BC. However, I gotta say, when I when I was talking, you know, I, I like to to reach out to my sources at Boston College. Gives me some information for my articles, you know, about player, you know, recruits being on transfers. They were very mum about last weekend. Um, so part of me wonders that you know that the you know when when things are quiet, that means something could be up. Whether that is a transfer, whether that because transfers are 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 routinely quiet. You know, folks, it's easy to talk to high school kids because they really want to talk and they play the game. Transfers don't want to talk. So they could be there. It could also be someone committed to another program that that is an absolute possibility. And the coaching staff don't want that to get out um, because they don't want that kid to burn a bridge if he doesn't end up at BC. I I get the sense that there may be some surprises. I'm not sure if it's going to happen or not. I'm guessing the staff might have tried. But we'll have to wait and see. So Wednesday, check it out. Maybe there will be a name. You know, offensive line is a position I continue to look at as like, okay, maybe they brought in somebody that they needed. Uh, maybe there's a transfer. We'll have to wait and see. But I think that's a big one. Will there be any surprise decommitments from Boston College? Well, Antonio Cotman caught me off guard. And that was a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that, you know, writers wouldn't know about. But there always could be a decommitment with BC. I don't I look at the roster and I I'm trying to find guys that had a lot of big offers. And I, I don't want to ever want to say a kid's name because like who knows where their head is at, right? But it it's it, obviously a possibility that there could be a decommitment tomorrow on Wednesday. So we'll have to wait and see. I don't if I was a betting man on that, I, I think they're done by this point. I think Jeff Halfley probably has his ducks in a row. He's probably since the end of the season been talking to these kids a lot knows where their head's at. I don't think there'll be any big surprises on a decommitment, but you never know. When push comes to shove, maybe there there could be a change there. So on Wednesday's show, on on Wednesday's show, we will continue to look at transfer stuff. We'll get any news updates. I will also get ready for the upcoming game against Virginia Tech, a big basketball game against a ranked opponent. We're going to get into that and anything in between. Thank you all for listening. If you have not done so already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. It is so easy to do. It takes you 10 seconds to do, and you'll get exclusive BC videos sent directly to your feed. So hit that subscribe button right now. It'll help us out tremendously. It's a nice little Christmas present for all the work I do for you guys. So thank you all. We'll see you again soon. Take care, everyone.